Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 58 of the 100 Foot Jesus podcast. This is your host, Matt, and I have a co-host today. Tell everybody who you are. I'm Finn. And who is Finn? I'm a heifer. He's a heifer. He's the youngest heifer in the family that's not a pet. Um, We are doing virtual school these days at home with the kids. Uh, This just started on Wednesday of this week. And because there's just some different cases and quarantining. And so the school just said, okay, let's just shut down for a month is the in-person and regroup. So I have had the pleasure of doing schoolwork with my dude, Finn. Uh, Are we having a good time doing schoolwork, buddy? Yeah. See, the girls um, are three junior high kids. Um, I don't know about you parents, but I don't have an ability to help them in school anymore. (laughs) It's kind of gotten past me. But Finn and I, we can do some schoolwork. What's been your favorite assignment so far, Finn? The coloring page. He likes to do the coloring pages. Awesome. Um, Today, you guys, uh, I thought I'd bring Finn in for a special uh, episode. And um, I'm going to tell a story. Now, Finn doesn't know this story. So, Finn, this part's going to be me, okay? This part will be me, and then we'll come in with you. Um, So... If you guys don't know, I am what's called a former Calvinist. Basically, if you want to know Calvinism, um, Google it. There are five main points to Calvinism. There's predestination and and a lot to do with grace and a lot of really good things. Now, um, I'm not going to get into Calvinism. I'll have a Calvinist episode one day. A big trait of Calvinists like me are, though, um, that I was. And by the way, this is still bleeds into a lot of my theology. Even though I'm not a Calvinist, I believe a lot of Calvinism is very biblical, um, is this. You aren't good. Like, you inherently aren't good. Like, you're, if left to your own devices, you'll do the wrong thing. And um, I believe Calvinism teaches that, but I believe Scripture teaches that. I mean, you have the situation where someone says, good teacher, and Jesus stops him right there. He says, why do you call me good? Isn't only God good? So um, I am under the impression that I'm not good. Now, there are problems with saying you're not good out loud a lot, though. What, the, the good part is you always know God's good. Is God good, Finny? Yes. Is God good all the time? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's true. So when I know I'm not good, I don't have to be good because God's good. Like, I don't have to be awesome because God's awesome. But it kind of hits into the mental health self-esteem piece of my life a little bit. Um, so, like, when I mess up, I'm like, well, of course I messed up. I don't. I, that's why the gospel exists, because Jesus died for my mess-ups. The other day, I have to go on a long drive for the life of me. I can't remember why. Oh, I was going to a coffee shop, actually. I didn't have to. This is a want-to thing. And I was going to a coffee shop the other day while the kids were in school. My, my son is staring at me because I didn't take him. Is that why you're staring at me? Yeah, he nodded his head. Yeah. Well, you were in school at the time, and I had a break in everything I was doing, so I ran to a place called Rust Belt Coffee in Toledo, which may be the best cup of coffee I've ever had. Anyway, on my way there, God kept putting in my mind, and this is the thing where I think it was God, if not okay, but of just that I'm good. And, and some of you guys, you cringe at the theological ramifications of thinking I'm good, but I'm driving And um, God's reminding me of kind of the impression I leave on people, like some different things he's used me to do, some people I helped that really nobody knows I did, you know, acts of kindness that 
I can't put on my Facebook. I don't put on my Instagram. I don't put in a, a resume. But I did things that are good. And um, I have some people in my life, like my boy here, Finn, or like some of his buddies, or like my my own kids and a lot of my youth ministry kids and a lot of my friends at church where I look at them and I'm like, I know why God loves them so much. Like, I know why God loves them. But I'm somebody, I don't know about you guys, I wonder sometimes why the heck would God love me? So as I'm driving, I'm just getting overran with these thoughts and memories of recent events of that was good. You know what? That was good. That was good. And I'm driving and I'm pulling into this coffee shop and I have tears down my face because of the goodness that I am, that I'm good, that God loves me enough to make me better than I used to be over and over again. And I can't stop thinking about this kind of thing. Um, and uh, it, it brought me to need to tell other people that they're good too. You know, that not only do we believe in God, which is a logic thing, <laughs> but God believes in us and he trusts us to do big things. So I'm convinced that God loves me. Um, Finney, we talked about this earlier. Uh, Finney, why don't you tell our audience, how do you know God loves you? Because he takes care of me. Okay, he takes care of you. What else? How else do you know that God loves Finn? He keeps safe me. Okay. Okay, he, so he keeps you safe, keeps safe me. I like that. Okay, okay. How else do you know that God loves Finn? You got any more good ones? Okay, is that enough for right now? Yes. Okay, cool. All right. He's six, by the way, so kid's going to be amazing. In fact, Finn, you're already amazing. Um, it's not a going to be. You are amazing. If you guys don't know, he just gave me a hug and smiled. Okay, um, so, so you know God loves you. Now, Here's the thing, though. If you get on this track and frame of mind that, well, God loves me, that's a dangerous thing to be in because if you really start to believe that, you're going to be motivated to do something else. Um, John Stott, who I believe is, okay, I, I, my, in my opinion, John Stott is the greatest Bible mind of our time. And John Stott summed up the Christian life in a book he wrote on the book of Romans. And he said, the Christian life is this, love Jesus and do what you want. What he means isn't just betray Jesus every day and don't do what he asks you to do. That's how you live a Christian life. He's saying that you will be motivated by his love. You'll be motivated by how much greater he is in this moment. Um, I'm so thankful that like kids at my guy here's age don't get to be around all the ugliness that us adults do. But we're in a weird time. Last week I had the episode called um, A Time Capsule to Election Night. And um, I'm glad I did that because a lot's changed since that night. But it's hard. Um, guys, I, I don't know how you view what's going on with the presidential election and stuff right now as we speak. And again, when this one gets published, everything could change. I accidentally, I didn't accidentally, I, I referred to uh, Joe Biden as the president-elect and got chewed out by a friend of mine for mentioning that. Um, and by the way, I wasn't taking a political stance. I was just reiterating like a news item. 
And I got chewed out and I felt like I wasn't going to be friends with this person anymore just because I said that term. Um, but that's, it's just so polarizing. Um, in Ohio, more and more sanctions went down recently for COVID-19. Finn, did you know this? In Ohio, they recommended you're not allowed to dance anymore. You're not allowed to sing anymore. Could you imagine being at school and not being able to dance and sing, Finn? Yeah. Oh, Finn has a recommendation for you guys with dancing and singing. Finn, what's the thing on YouTube that you guys watch? I forgot. The thing you guys dance to every day? What's it called? I don't know. I forgot. Go Noodle? Oh, yeah. Go Noodle. This thing's awesome. This guy dances like a pro on Go Noodle. If he lets me on our social media pages, I might throw up a, a, a video of him dancing on there one day. If he lets me, you know, if you want everybody to see your moves, you know, that'd be great. But um, yeah, he watches Go Noodle and they dance and they sing. And now in Ohio, by the way, I'm not taking a stance on if this is right or wrong. They said you can't dance or sing. They don't recommend that. Uh, more and more restrictions are going on, more more polarized, and we all have an opinion. I think one of the reasons we all have an opinion is because we feel like we don't have a voice. Because people we don't know <laughs> that really don't live the same life as us, they don't work the hours we do, they don't see the neighbors we do, make the decisions for how our life's going to be. And right or wrong, whether you're Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, whatever you are, you feel like, I don't have a voice, so my voice is going to be on my Facebook or my Instagram or it's going to be on my parlor or MeWe or Twitter or I don't know, whatever these things are. I want a voice. And the problem is we elevate that above the simple fact that God loves us. A lot of you guys know Psalm uh, 46.10 where it says, be still and know that I'm God. But man, if you read the context of that, it's literally God saying, just chill and let it wash over you that I love you already. Like when first John tells us we love because he first loved us, it's saying, stop trying to earn this love. I loved you already. Before you were born, I loved you. On your worst moment, I loved you is what God's saying. So when we let these things that are, that are, that are important to us, but they're important now. Like, whatever happens in this election, I'm 99.9 sure what's going to happen in this election. But if my 0.1% is the one that wins out, then okay. But whatever happens, in another four years, we got to do it again. And then another four years after that, another four years after that. And we let those things win out, but we don't think of the fact that God loves us. Like for me, I got frustrated when I heard that their school was going virtual and they were going to be at home school. And then I talked to this guy, Finn, here. And Finn was so excited to do school at home. Why were you so excited to do school at home, Finn? I want to do school at home. But why? Why did you want to do school at home so bad? Because it sounds fun. Because it is. Okay, yeah. This dude right here... Wakes me up, not wakes me up, I'm already up, 6.15 in the morning, and he wants to start school now, two days in a row, 6.30, 6.15, I want to do school now, I want to do school now. His school is supposed to start at 8.30, you guys. Um, today's school, 
was supposed to end at 2. We got done at about 10, 15 a.m. because we rolled through all of his assignments and dominated them. Because not only is he smart, but he loves it. He's motivated to do it. He's motivated by love, the love of school to do it. I can't sit and appreciate that because all I'm thinking is, oh my gosh, we got to do this, this, and this, and this. And by the way, if you don't appreciate your teachers at your schools, appreciate them now because when you have to do the stuff they have to do, you realize, man, that's a struggle and I'm only dealing with my kid. But he's motivated by love of school to do what he's doing. What about you in your life? Like when God says love other people, man, can you love other people? Like when he says forgive others as I've forgiven you. Imagine that person that thinks different than you politically or scientifically or you just don't like their tone or the way they act or maybe you hate their face. I hope that's not true. But what if you forgave them? Because, man, Christ, like the cross forgave everything you are going to do, have done and will do. Maybe we're so motivated to share conspiracy theories about what might happen, what might not happen. Guys, I have been sent voter fraud accusations from from Democrats and Republicans daily saying one side cheated, the other side cheated. The other one saying, well, there's no way they cheated because of this. And there's one saying they absolutely cheated because of this over and over again as if I'm in the Supreme Court and I'm going to decide any of this. I just want you to know Maybe if you want to, maybe today, just sit back and be loved by God. Or even better, sit back and let God just be God. Not that you can stop him, but mentally know it. Mentally know that this ain't up to you. It's up to him. Mentally know it. Be mentally strong enough. Be mentally open enough to realize that this is his universe. We think the world's in, con, in in total chaos. The world's not in chaos. He says, come to me like a little child. What if you viewed the world like Finn here, where he just excited to get up and do stuff that we would see as a chore? He says, he sees as I get to do. I get to do. Um, today on Finn's homework assignment, I wonder if you remember this, buddy. We, um, we had him write down things he's thankful for. Give me three things you wrote down that you're thankful for, Finny. Turkeys. Turkeys, okay. My dad. Really? Oh, okay. My mom and then A.W. Oh, mom and then A.W. Wrestling. Absolutely. Cool. What about you? Can you write down the things you're thankful for? And can you make those prayers and thank God for those? Well, anyway, guys, that was today's episode, um, just about being loved and sitting back and letting God be God. We appreciate you guys so much. Um, If you guys could just help us get the word out about the show, um, whether that's sharing on social media, whether that's leaving a review on social media, reading review on wherever you listen to your podcast. We appreciate your interaction and what you do for the show. All right. Thanks, guys. And I just want to say bye. Can you say bye, buddy? Bye. See you next week.